It's the River City Podcast Federation. Hello and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast where we do murder now. I'm Ryan. And I'm Emily. We do shows about murders. We're no. not like, no, we do murder now. All right. <laughs> And then Huey Lewis's the <laughs> hip to be square starts playing. <laughs> and I get my plastic raincoat out. Mm, why do I not know hip to be square? In my head, I started singing cruel to be kind, which is not the, the, same what, the letters to Cleo. Song? Yeah, the letters to Cleo song. Hold on. And I was like, it's cruel to be kind. In the Wait, sing hip to be square. I've seen the scene where they compare business cards and stationery. Everyone's seen this. <laughs> you asked. Hold on. Um, we'll get to the murders in a second. This sounds like a transition music scene for Supernatural. Like they're driving in the car to the next case. Can't wait till Huey Lewis sues us. Actually, I think he's deaf now, so it's cool. (laughs) That's the worst joke you've ever made. Just wait for it. Uh, Speaking of American Psychos, today's episode is about H.H. Holmes, the original American Psycho, America's first serial killer. Really? Yeah. Okay, this is going to be a great episode because Emily did all the research, Ryan's had a lot of tequila, and Ryan doesn't know who H.H. Holmes is, so this is going to be fantastic. And Lucy is on my mic cord. All right, that's fine. You're cute. Yeah, you're cute, Goose Goose. You could be on my cord. So if you guys remember correctly, about a month ago, I did a Twitter poll um, asking which old-timey serial killer you guys wanted me to do, and... uh, I wanted to do Jack the Ripper, but you guys wanted your boy H.H. Holmes. So How the fuck did everyone know who H.H. Holmes was enough to even vote in that poll? Because I've never even heard of this man, and I like serial killers. We'll touch on that later. H.H. Um, H. Holmes is America's first serial killer. Apparently, I only ever, I think maybe I was just like Bundy and later or something. I don't know. How have I not heard of H.H. H. Holmes? You knew who Albert Fish was. See, I know Albert Fish, I know Bundy, I know Dahmer, you, like, I know all the big ones. You know ones. Jack the Ripper, it was the same time. I know Jack the Ripper, but I never heard of H.H. H. Holmes. Well, you're gonna hear about H.H. H. Holmes I, because I that's what the know. people wanted. Yeah. So, this is an hour-long show, and there are gonna be a lot of places where you can find many, 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 many hours of detailed information about H.H. H. Holmes. But we're just gonna be a little bit more, uh, Succinct about it. Exactly. <laughs> To the point, bitches. Uh, if you wanted, if you want detailed information, I can give you places to get detailed information. But this is a show mostly about building his mur- murder castle and then the stuff that this shitty evil douchebag of a walrus did in his murder. Did you just murder. call him the walrus? I called him a walrus. He has a big mustache. Oh, okay. Um, Fair enough. So Proceed. I was more interested in his his murder castle than I was about his flimflammery later in his life so is this going to be more of an architectural no engineering type <laughs> no. no um i just focused on one specific part of his life gotcha uh which happens to center around building something okay we do have to talk a little bit about where he came from 
Who he is. All the essentials. Who he is. Get ready for six pages that are all bullet points, but still. Um, so H.H. H. Holmes was born in 1861 in New Hampshire as Herman Webster Mudgett. Mudgett? No wonder he was a serial killer. That's a terrible uh, last name. So he will heretofore be known as Hermie um, by me and probably not anyone that he knew. Oh, Hermie. So before I go any further, I need you guys to know that uh, Hermie was a big, fat, mustachy liar. Well, yeah, he's a serial killer. That's what they uh, do. They lie. His accounts are considered to be like shakily reliable at best. Um, however, I do not agree with the views of chronic wet blanket and fucking nerd Adam Selzer, who claims in his 2017 biography of Holmes that almost everything we know about him was exaggerated. You can look him up if you want, but that's all I'm going to say about Adam fucking Selzer. Wait, tell me more about who Adam Selzer is and why we don't like him. He was, he is a tour guide in Chicago who wrote fiction novels. And in 2017, he came out with what he is considering the first comprehensive biography of H.H. Holmes, in which he claims that most stories about H.H. Holmes were fabricated and are, at best, tall tales. I think he's full of shit, because if anyone here remembers, Eric Larson came out with The Devil in the White City in the early 2000s, which is a very, very heavily researched book that covers H.H. Holmes' life. Adam Selzer is just, like... Sounds like a big fat liar. He is a big, like, actually... Oh, I, I, mansplainer. He's a mansplainer. I, I hate him. Uh, he's not going to listen to this. Good. Anyways, uh, Hermie was allegedly bullied when he was a child. Um, when older classmates discovered that he was scared of doctors, and more specifically, the articulated skeletons in the doctor's offices, uh, <laughs> they forced him to stand in front of a human skeleton and stare at it. While he was at first scared, Holmes later said that the experience... Uh, cured him of his fears about death and may have led to his fascination read obsession with death well i mean bullying can have a profound (laughs) so basically he was a big fat baby and then kids were mean to him and then he was like you know what i'm gonna kill people now and just went like full psychopath he definitely sounded like al pacino in scarface (laughs) This is what happens to Ryan when Ryan has to heal. Herman Webster Mudgett from New Hampshire in the late 1800s. Well, I'm sorry. I can't do an 1800s nerdy New Hampshirean accent. I'm sorry. It's not in my repertoire. <laughs> um, so Holmes was a weird kid. Uh, he did some weird stuff, like keeping animal skeletons in a box under his bed. Um, also, he kept a uh, picture of his 12-year-old, like girlfriend i think in the box he was also 12 so that wasn't weird that's not that weird but with your skeletons i feel like you'd have different heights. he also had that super like sociopath way of being like charming enough with women but making them just uncomfortable enough so that they like loved him yeah you know he'd like touch their arm a little too long and like he would linger enough that they felt like they had a chance, and so it made them interested, but not long enough for them to feel comfortable. Exactly. Like they didn't have to. And he was w- very forward. For his that approval. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so when he was nineteen, he married a lady named Clara Leverling. Uh, he had a child named Robert with her, who I think later grew up to be like an accountant. So thankfully for her, Hermie was such a dick that she left him after about two years, and she is just gone from the story forever. All right, cool. Bye, Claire. 
uh, she's one of the few people, like, few women that he was involved with that didn't die. Wait, how many? So he's been involved with many women? He will be. He's 19 right now in the story. Okay. All right. 19. 19, uh, Hermie. So he was attending medical school the whole time in Michigan. A uh, fucking course he was. He, he didn't graduate. He wanted to, like, lick the corpses or he something. <laughs> he didn't graduate. Um, when he was in metal, medical school. Metal uh, school. <laughs> when he was in metal school. Uh... At the University of Michigan, he stole several cadavers from the lab, disfigured them, and tried to collect insurance by saying they died in an accident. Um, so he would take out insurance policies on fake people and then steal corpses, disfigure them so they couldn't be identified, and then take them to the insurance company and be like, oh, died, and then collect the money. I mean, kind of genius. Uh, I mean, over the years, he perfected the scams and supposedly became the beneficiary on the policies of several women who work for him many of whom mysteriously died shortly after. Actually, it was a big thing when they were building his murder castle, that, he, or after it was finished, that he'd have employees sign large life insurance policies with Holmes as the beneficiary. Shit. Yeah. I feel like that's a sign you shouldn't work for this man. I mean, if someone made me do that at, like, my next job, I don't think I would be a very yeah, happy yeah, camper. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't feel like a very safe camper, that's for sure. So after he, after school, after he left it, um, he moved around a lot, and a lot of really suspect shit happened. Uh, after he moved to Moore's Forks, New York. Moore's Forks? Moore's. M-O-O-E-R-S. Moore's. Moore's Forks. Moore's Forks, New York. That's that's not a place. Well, it's not a good place He to moved live. to a fictional place. Yes. Um, when he was there, a rumor spread that he had been seen with a little boy who later disappeared. Hermie claimed the boy went back to his home in Massachusetts. No investigation took place, and Holmes quickly left town. Suspicious. <laughs> I call suspicious. Uh, he later traveled to Philadelphia and eventually got a job as a keeper at keeper hmm. at Norristown keeper 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 at Norristown State Hospital, but quit after a few days. Subsequently, he took a position at a drugstore in Philadelphia, but while he was working there, a boy died after taking medicine that was purchased at the store. Holmes denied any involvement in the child's death and immediately left the city. I'm seeing a pattern. He didn't graduate from medical school. And even pharmacists now have to go to school to be a pharmacist. And they're not, like, mixing the medicines back there anymore. No. They just put them in different jars for you. They put them from a white jar to a orange jar yes. for you but this is back in the day when like you could leave town go to a new town and be like my name is bob when your name is actually larry and you can be like i'm a doctor and no one's gonna ask to see any proof crazy times man we're living on the edge <laughs> uh right before moving to chicago he changed his name to henry howard holmes to avoid the possibility of being exposed by victims of his previous scams so this is where hh came into yes. effect so now I have to call him Holmes instead of Hermie. Oh, poor Hermie. In Chicago, Holmes found a job working at a pharmacy for a woman and her husband. The widely published story is that the man was sick, uh, cancer, and the woman needed help, so Holmes stepped in. The man soon died, and Holmes purchased the pharmacy from the woman on credit, and before he paid her back, she mysteriously vanished to California. Uh-huh. Likely story. If you're Adam Wet Blanket Selzer, the man and the woman lived and Holmes never bought the pharmacy. But the widely published story continues. Wait, wait, wait. 
isn't there some sort of proof of like her death or proof of her moving to California? Like, there's got to be some sort of record. Like, who's right? I mean, the only person I've ever heard name her is Adam Selzer. Hmm. Um, it he never got mentioned in Devil in the White City. I never found it when I was doing any other research. The only person who's named this woman and has given her a backstory is Adam Selzer. So he made this shit up to disprove that other people were making. I'm not going to say he made it up. It doesn't match any of the other research that I found. Adam Seltzer. Um, so the story that I'm going with continues that Holmes uh, set his sights on a lot across the street from the pharmacy where he was working, uh, which he purchased. He then sold the pharmacy off to a man who I believe was French, but that's not important to the story, with the assurance that there would be little competition in the area. When he went to go collect his family, Holmes sold off every fixture and piece of furniture in the store and then moved his shit across the lot where he started building his murder castle, which included a new pharmacy. So is it like one of those storefronts with a house behind or house on top type um, of thing? I'll, I'll explain in a moment. Okay. Um, this is also around the time when he was working at the first pharmacy that he married his second wife, even though he never formally divorced his first wife. Uh, his second wife was named Murda Belknap. So now he's double married. He's double married. And he got- I know someone with the last name Belknap. Belknap. Oh no, different. Just Belknap. This is B L B E L K N A P. Oh, hers is just B. I assumed it was Belknap because Belknap is dumb, dumb. But her first name is Murda, so like Murda Belknap. That sounds like that sounds Murda like a rapper's Z name. Belknap. That sounds like a really bad rap name. <laughs> Murda I, I, Holmes never like disliked her, but she was getting in the way of him like horning in on all the women who would go to the pharmacy just to see Holmes because he was a handsome uh, 26-year-old. Um, so Holmes got bored of her, like, cock-blocking, and he eventually sent her and his daughter Lucy uh, to live with her parents in a suburb of Chicago. And that's... I mean, he visited them over the course of the next couple years, but that's really the last murder is super involved in the story. Mm, okay. So he's uh, officially married to two women. All right. Got rid of one. Got Did, rid of two. Didn't get rid of them. Never divorced them. They're both still alive. But, I mean, he, he got rid of them. He's not, like, banging <clears throat> them anymore. Yeah. They're out skis. Okay. He is now 26, and things are about to get real good. About time. So, Holmes began construction in 1887 on a three-story building, which he said would be used for apartments and shops. The structure was apparently large and ugly, containing more than 100 rooms and stretching for an entire block. The first floor was for storefronts, uh, including his uh, pharmacy, some restaurants. Um, the third floor was apartments, and the second floor, also apartments. Um, but the second floor in the basement hit a bunch of shit that was really bad news for everyone that wasn't H.H. Holmes. So it was basement and second floor. So you had to, if you wanted to go from one murder section to another murder section, you had to walk through regular people section? Technically, no. Did he have like some weird ladder that like went through a chute through floor one or something? Just wait. Holmes switched builders and architects a lot throughout the building's construction. So no one involved was able to like put Lay together all of the pieces. It was a lot like the Winchester house, except... Uh, for murder and not to appease ghosts. So, like, the 
the opposite of what the Winchester house was being built for. The opposite of the Winchester house. Okay. Uh, the only person who Is, ever... No one got to see the full picture. So no one knew. It was like, he'd tell someone, okay, go build this vault on the second floor and you're fired or whatever. He was a huge scam artist. So he switched people frequently so he wouldn't have to pay them. He would like tell them that they wouldn't get paid because their work wasn't good enough and then they'd like get fed up and leave or he'd fire them and not pay them and that so kind of thing. He was an asshole. Oh yeah. He was well, I mean obviously he was scam a scam artist. He was doing it at like a third of the cost that it should have been to build that big of a building. So the castle was completed in 1892, uh, which is 3 5 years. Um <laughs> and it was it was something to behold, my friend. But you said it was really ugly. It was really ugly on the outside and on the inside, if we're going to get real. But it had hinged walls and false partitions. Some rooms had five doors. Others had no doors. Secret airless chambers were hid underneath floorboards. And iron-plated and asbestos-lined walls stifled sounds. Holmes' apartment and office had a trap door in the bathroom, which opened to reveal a staircase, which led to a windowless vault. In the cubicle or the office, there was a large chute that tunneled through to the basement. And I have it on very good authority that these chutes were greased. What, so, like, fat woman could slip down them more easily than didn't get stuck halfway? H.H. Oh, H. Holmes did not deal in fat woman. Oh, well, excuse me. H.H. H. H. Holmes had standards. It's in case you needed to get a bunch of shit from the second floor to the basement real fast without bringing it through the first floor. You know, okay. like a body. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Body laundry shoots. Body shoots. Yeah. Greased shoots. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> uh, one notable room was a vault lined with gas fixtures. Holmes would steal, would steal, would steal his victims uh, in the vault, flip a switch in an adjacent room, and wait. This is the room in which one of Holmes's many other ill-fated wives uh, met her death. Her name was Emily Instagrand. Did you say Emily Instagram? No, Emily Instagrand. Emmeline. Emmeline Emily Instagram. Emmeline Instagrand. Emily Instagram. <laughs> Holmes lured her into the room and locked her in, leaving her to suffocate. But But don't worry. He wanted to speed the process up a little bit, so he covered the floor with acid. Oh. And do you know how we know that he covered the floor with acid? Because there was, like, a body print or something on the floor? One of Emmeline's footprints was found etched into the metal door of the vault. Wait, her foot on the door? Yep. Like, she tried to, like, push the door open with her foot. Wouldn't you have to, like, hold it there for a long time? Not if there's enough acid and it's a lead door. That's true. Okay. Um, And while he listened to her die he vigorously masturbated outside well, of course i mean <laughs> it's I know, only right i know it was a given that he was jerking it when he did this i just wanted to make sure that everybody was in on the fact that this did excite him well i mean obviously it's kind of like a serial killer like you know hallmark right there most of the time yeah it's it's a sexual thing it's all about peepees it's all about peepees <laughs> Speaking of PPs, actually, you gave me a really good segue. Do you mind if I run to the bathroom really quick? That tequila yeah, has worked its way down and to go the pee. It's all about PPs. Anyway, back to PPs. <laughs> After this quick PP break, 
Uh, H.H. Holmes wasn't into pee-pee. No, 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 but he liked to rub his pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you lost it in the middle of the word. Pee-pee. <laughs> and that is forever recorded on the internet. Thank you, world. No, if you want someone who is into pee-pee, you should have voted for Albert Fish. He, he was, yeah, was into pee-pee. He was very into pee-pee. He was into a lot of weird things. He was, he was also, into putting things in his pee-pee. He was also into poo-poo. Yeah. Pee-pee, poo-poo. Things in his pee-pee, things in his poo-poo. Yeah, he used to stick roses in his pee-pee hole. He used to also stick needles in his pee-pee. And his taint. <laughs> and his everywhere. Like, his entire groin was, like, full of needles. Anyway. This is a different guy. Yeah, H.H. Okay, so Holmes he did killed, not put needles in his pee-pee. He killed Emmeline by suffocating her in his airless vault filled with acid um where was i in my notes yeah lured her in there he had a lot of wives he was married to emmeline too so then he killed her so they're not married anymore that's how that works okay all of the doors and some of the steps uh were connected to an intricate alarm system so whenever someone stepped into the hall or headed downstairs a buzzer sounded in holmes's office bedroom apartment thing so he would know whenever people were, like, Moving in around. the common areas. Yep, yep, yep. It's no. also rumored that there were gas pipes leading into almost every room on the second floor and that Holmes had controls for the pipes in his office. So that way he could, like, kill people when he decided that everyone Whenever had heard too he much? Whenever the fuck wanted to. Uh, witnesses say that the place was always crawling with women, most of whom were striking out on their own for the first time or visiting the Columbian World Fair that was in town. Uh, you know, the World's Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big one. Uh, the turnover rate was noticeably fast, and uh, some of the employees said that Holmes was weirdly forgiving of women who skipped out without paying their bills. Because he was going to get his payment in a different way. This baby. <laughs> with his baby, guys! It's with his baby! Uh, the basement contained acid vats, pits of quicklime, and a crematorium, which Holmes had built under the guise of using it for glass bending. Did oh. we say quicklime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is quicklime? It's a um, it's a very basic material that breaks down skin and turns them basically into goo. It's what John Wayne Gacy covered bodies in his <laughs> in his crawl space with. Oh, is it like the stuff that they used in um? Killed Roger Rabbit, where the guy dips the cartoons. I mean, it's an acid. not stuff. the same as dip because dip was comprised of acetone, turpentine. How do you know the chemical makeup because, of Cartoon Killer? Do you know how fucking many times I've seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Does he say what it's made of in yes. the movie? Yes, he lists it. Huh. I can't remember what the third ingredient is, but acetone and um, turpentine are two of the main ingredients. It's probably like whatever can erase. Yes, like, it's art. it's to yeah. dissolve ink. Yeah. Okay. Quicklime does kind of the same thing to human bodies. It turns them into to jelly. All right, cool. So we're the cartoons and who killed Roger Rabbit. And yes. he is the creepy bald guy. So uh, Quicklime Pits, crematorium, which Holmes had built under the guise of using it for glass bending. However, okay, well, uh, now go back to glass bending. What the fuck is glass bending? It, to make windows and stuff, like rounded windows, single pl- pane. So you oh. get, yeah. Literally, it was it was really high in demand during that time because it was the industrial era and Chicago was rebuilding after a fire. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, But the guy that fitted the uh, the area with the incinerator commented that it looked much too small to do glass work. (laughs) It was body shaped. It was just the right size to put a body into. Mm, Yeah, and he never thought to maybe say something to somebody. Uh, See something, say something, people. Um. Well, this is at a time. 
he's the first serial killer. Like, Jack the Ripper was no happening. No one's looking at it. Like, that's for bodies. Yeah. Well, Jack the Ripper was happening at the same time in England, but it was in England. And people were reading about it, and they were amused by it. But it's like, that's never going to happen to us. Yeah. We're not English. Plus, the, Jack the Ripper wasn't disposing of the bodies. That's true. Um, I guess people weren't really he was pulling, about like, it. He was pulling unfortunate women off the streets. So no one was really looking for them. No one was looking for someone who was stealing, like, normal, well-respected, in quotes, women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, after Holmes's capture in 1894... Um, after a series of ridiculous shenanigans involving the murder of his longtime accomplice Benjamin Peitzel and Benjamin's children Alice, Nellie, and Howard, police searched the hotel and discovered what the fuck Holmes was doing in his basement. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Beside a blood-covered operating table, they found a woman's blood-soaked clothes. In one pile of ashes, investigators found a small gold chain from a woman's shoe. Hmm. Holmes? Oh, this was before DNA testing, so they can't oh, actually way tell before. if it's dust or ash or um, what. I mean, if you get someone who works at a crematorium, they'll be able to tell get you. It. Yeah. Um, Holmes's fascination with dead bodies had lasted long past childhood in college. Clearly, uh, <laughs> as he, he as had his surgical skills. After dropping his victims through the greased chutes, he would dissect them clean them, and then sell their organs and skeletons to medical institutions on the black market, for which you could fetch $2,000 per skeleton in 19... what the fuck? In, uh... 1992 money. That's like $10,000 in now money. You just said 1982 money. That was not that long ago. 1882 money. That's better. $2,000 in 1882 money. I was like, we've had inflation since 1982, but I don't remember you know... Gallon of milk being, you know, two cents. So yeah. yeah. Mm, uh, no, it's a skeleton being sold to a doctor or a medical student or whatever okay. was $2,000 because this was a point where we were learning about dissection and It's hard to stuff. get your hands on that shit. Yeah. And people weren't donating their bodies to science. This was around the same time, maybe a little after Burke and Hare in um, Ireland, Scotland. We'll talk about them on a future episode, but they... Uh, murdered people so they could bring their bodies to doctors who would pay them. Yeah. Grave robbing was also a huge thing. Yeah, it's basically grave robbing of the living. Robbing That's you murder. of your future That's grave. Murder. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's future grave robbing. That's um, all it is. So he would tell them, uh, before Holmes married Emmeline, he had another mistress named Julia, who he killed under the guise Julia. of performing an, or- an abortion on her so that they could get married. <sighs> Um, he also killed her young daughter, Pearl, with chloroform, uh, and ended up selling Julia's skeleton. He, mm-hmm. She was the first one that they think that he sold. Hmm. Uh, during his two short years in the castle, Holmes hired more than 150 women to work as his stenographers. What's a stenographer? Uh, uh, secretary. Oh, stenographer? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said sinographer, like S-Y-N. Well- <laughs> mm. A few of those were known to be his mistresses as well. Well, obviously. Uh, Holmes was handsome in yeah. a, in an 1892 way. Yeah, maybe not handsome by today's standards. A large, but... thick mustache. You could fit a whole lady on it. Yeah, women wanted to ride that thing. Um, so a lot of these women came from wealthy families, and a lot of them never saw those families again. Uh, besides Julia and Emmeline, uh, Minnie Williams and her sister Nanny. God bless Minnie and Nanny Williams. 
So Minnie and Nanny Williams, as well as a young woman named Edna Von Tassel, uh, vanished for good, presumably, you know, because of Holmes. And these women had money. Yeah. And in, like, Minnie Williams' case, she owned a large, or she was heiress to a large plot of land in Texas, which Holmes was trying to get her to sign over to him mm-hmm. so that he could presumably, and this is the theory, go down to Texas and build a second murder castle, thus franchising the murder castle. Oh my god. That's amazing. It'd be like, instead of McDonald's, he'd be like, let's go to the H.H. Holmes. Like, it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Holiday Inn. Teenagers running the grease shoots. It's fine. <laughs> oh my god. I wish. I hate to say that I wish, but I wish. That yeah, would have yeah, been yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, R.I.P. Minnie and Nanny. Isn't that like the most American thing you've ever heard of? Like, franchising your murder house? He is an industrious young man, Ryan. He is indeed. He has the spirit of America running through his veins. No, that's exactly the thing, is that he's a sociopath, and also his big thing is like, I deserve this. Yeah. I deserve to be the best. And then he's he, literally a white American and man. He kicks a bunch of people in the face trying to get there. Uh, so, despite all the well connected women who went missing under his employment, suspicions of murder weren't what led to Holmes's arrest. Um, rather, theft and financial schemes caused his arrest in Boston on November 17th, 1894. They also. I mean, that's how they get, like, drug dealers and stuff. It's never on drugs, it's on other shit. Competition. So. Uh, they also managed to connect him to the death of one of Benf- Benjamin Peitzel's children, um, but he killed all. He killed three of them. But they only were able to actually connect him to one. Yeah, murder brought him down and sent his mustachioed ass to death row. Good. Very familiar with what could be done to a body after death, Holmes requested that his body be encased in cement and buried ten feet underground. So he didn't, no he didn't di- want to be taken. And yes, no, so no one could dig him up and fuck with him. So no one could do what he did to other Joke's people. Joke's on him, because, like, two years ago, they dug him up and did DNA testing to prove that, like, some group of people were his family, which they are. Oh, they had two kids, and they both lived. Well, yeah. Because they lived with their normal mothers. That was actually one of my questions I was going to ask at the end, was if he has surviving family to this day. I believe day. so, yes. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, a Hitler situation where they, like, made them sign a contract and never reproduce? Did you hear about that? What? Hitler's, like, relatives, offspring, I don't know if it was, like, his offspring Oh, directly. so there wouldn't be any more in the Hitler bloodline. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, there are Hitler's, I want to say, like, children or grandchildren or maybe, like, nieces and nephews or I'm not sure exactly how they're related, but his relatives that are alive today have signed contracts saying they will never reproduce. That's a little fucked up. Like, the, U, like the UN or Can something has made them. Can they adopt? Is that... I don't know. I think they're basically saying don't ever again. And I think that they're all so... It's they're all like genetic. activists. It's at not this point. genetic. I know, but it's just kind of one of those things where like it's going to plague a family forever. Well, like, of course. Being related. Like that family's always going to suffer just because of, of course, what that like, one person did. Like uh, John Wayne Gacy's kids are still... I mean, but that's like above and beyond. I think they view Hitler as like... If Hitler- you think of like... <laughs> Worst people in history, the first name that everyone thinks of is Hitler. Theoretically speaking, Hitler is worse than John Wayne Gacy. I mean, there are worse people than Hitler, but Hitler is like the number one when you think of worse people. They caught Hitler. Also, for some reason, my brain wasn't fully comprehending that Hitler was his last name during this conversation. Do you think Hitler was his first? Yeah, I don't know. How did they know he was related? I was like, their last name's Hitler. I know. Because I was just imagining someone named like Bob Hitler. (laughs) I mean, they're probably still German. So. Okay, so Heimlich Hitler. Oh, that sounds worse than Adolf Hitler. Um, or what's another good, strong German name? 
Bertha Hitler. Bertha? Gertrude Hitler? Hilda Hitler. Hilda Hitler. (laughs) Apparently, judging by her accent, she moved to Chicago, eh? And just got real down on that kraut. Real down on that kraut. (laughs) Oh, hi there. My name is Hilda Hitler. Real down on that kraut. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I know. I know. He was a bad man. Yeah. But anyway, they're not allowed to reproduce. They are not going to let me into Minneapolis after that. No, they're not. (laughs) Not with that accent. Not with that accent. Okay, so Holmes was hung on May 7th, 1869 in Pennsylvania at the tender age of 34. It took him 20 minutes about to fully die because his neck didn't snap when the trap door opened. So he had (laughs) to suffocate. So uh, we have a Q&A. Oh, God. Because I asked... uh, Am I the Q or am I the A? I'm both. You're listening. I like that. I didn't print you one. Okay. Okay. Leanne from Facebook asked, I want to know how many people he really killed. There's a lot of estimates, but there's also many historians that think the numbers were greatly exaggerated in the media. Is there a range that most people can agree on? He bragged about committing at least 27 murders. Um, He gave three different confessions while in prison, all with contradicting numbers. And the actual amount of victims was impossible to corroborate uh, because the castle was specifically equipped for Holmes to disintegrate leftover body parts or burn them, get rid of the evidence. Yeah. So we we can't even point to a pile of bones and be like, well, there's about 14 pounds of bones there, which is about five humans. Yeah. So we have no real estimate. But do we have a range at all? Like anywhere between you know, 20 and 50? Are we talking like 300 and 400? Like, Well, noting the thousands of people who went missing during the World's Fair, some papers suggested that the actual count of Holmes's victims stretched into the 200s. That is sensationalism. Because yeah. it's kind of like with 9-11, where the police were busy elsewhere, so you could just murder a lady in Chicago during that time period. And no one fucking noticed because there wasn't enough. They're busy. Yeah, the police had not grown nearly enough. Yeah. However... There were nine people that can be named and connected to Holmes. Directly. Directly. So at very minimum nine. Anything other than that's a question mark. And the names of those nine people are highlighted in my script. Mm. Uh, Emmeline Sagrand, Julia Smith, Benjamin Peitzel, Alice Peitzel, Nellie Peitzel, and Howard Peitzel, and Julia's daughter, Pearl. Oh, and Edna Van Tassel, Minnie Williams, and Nanny Williams. That is nine. Okay. So nine people are the ones that we are 100% like, Holmes murdered these folks. 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 Holmes murdered these folks. (laughs) Getting real strong on those L's there, pal. Uh, Okay. So, yeah, nine. Nine is what we know. Could have been up to 200. Probably closer to about eh, 20, 30. Okay. A low number. Yeah, I mean, comparatively to other, even just yeah, U.S. Yeah. The, the papers in the, at the time were so like, holy shit, we have a serial killer. They were attributing every death in Chicago during that time period yeah. to Holmes. Yeah, and it, I mean, there was no way to prove anything. We didn't have years. any technology. He only yeah. had two years. Who's got the time? Seriously, that's a murder a day, people. That's a lot of fucking work. He was fucking a lot of women. He was running a business. He had a lot to do. I'm sorry, but he didn't have time for 200 murders. Yeah, I'm saying like two a month tops. Yeah. So that's 48. Yeah. That, that's more reasonable. Let's thank, be real. Thank you for your question, Leanne. Um, Michelle asked, was he diagnosed with any mental disorders while alive? I mean, they didn't really have a lot of mental disorders around that time, except for, like, hysteria, which was specifically and he a women's a problem. Woman. So, um, yeah, so no. He was not formally diagnosed, but it's agreed upon that he was a sociopath. 
obviously. Well, yeah, I figure most serial killers are probably sociopaths. Anything else is speculation. Uh, the problem is that Holmes lived and died during a time when mental illness wasn't understood and thus couldn't be treated or diagnosed. Yeah. Um, plus but I mean, he- it's pretty easy to tell that he was a psychopath, he was a sociopath. Like He didn't he- appear, I will say this, none of the accounts give any indication that he was like schizophrenic no he was not like obviously mentally ill he wasn't probably wasn't bipolar he probably wasn't schizophrenic he probably didn't have multiple personalities he yeah i'm gonna go with like psychopathic sociopath is the one that we are like pretty sure about yeah for sure Uh, and the final question my mother asked are we related to him and the background on this is that my mom's maiden name is holmes Hmm. so no okay better better explanation no mom we're not related holmes was a fake name that he gave himself to avoid being caught yeah his last name was actually mudget so <laughs> and i don't think your maiden name was mudget because yeah. lisa mudget no that was my favorite thing ever and it cracked me up when i read that like are we related to him and you're like no, no mom, mom we're not related to h.h uh, holmes chances are that he took the name from sherlock holmes probably uh so a uh, fun fact while we're on the topic is that uh these are the other names that he is known to have gone by uh, Henry M. Howard, Dr. Henry Howard Holmes, not a doctor. He was Hen- really into H's. What was his Henry fascination with the letter H? His first initial was always H. I mean, Herman. but I wouldn't go by like Ryan Robert Reynolds. Like, that would be ridiculous. Or Ryan. That- uh, Lucas is a nice Rodney man. Rodney Reese. You need know. to find someone whose last name is Reynolds for me. Ryan Reynolds. For me. I don't want to be Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he also went by Alexander Bond, O.C. Pratt, D.T. Mm-hmm. Pratt, A.E. Cook, G. Howell, and H.S. Campbell, which is the name that he registered the site of the murder castle under. And to answer your question, the murder castle was knocked down in 1939 and replaced with the U.S. Post Office. It's a post office it's still to post, this day? It's a post office to this day. <gasps> oh, that is a haunted-ass post office. Ooh, that'd be mailing ghosts, baby. <laughs> be mailing ghosts yeah i mean if you were a ghost you wouldn't slip yourself into one of those envelopes attach yourself to a letter and travel the world fuck i would probably not okay if you're a ghost though and you're attached to a plot of land and they tear the building down and you're like oh shit what's gonna go in and they put a post office you'd be like fuck yeah i'm fucking traveling bitches like i would be pretty damn excited being a ghost work like i'm not gonna open up an envelope from chicago and minnie williams oh my god that would be the best Love Minnie. She could be mailed to your house and you would never know. Please. You could mail ghosts. Please someone mail Minnie and Nanny Williams to my home. Home. <laughs> mail Nanny and William Nanny Williams to my H H home. Oh, poor Nanny. Poor Nanny. And it's spelled N A N N I E and it's the cutest shit. Poor Nanny. Poor Nanny. Um okay. So we are on Twitter at Afternoonified. We're on Facebook at Afternoonified. We're on Instagram. No, hold on. We're on Instagram at Afternoonified. We're on Facebook. At Facebook.com slash GetAfternoonified. We also have a website that is www. If you're from the 90s. Um, GetAfternoonified.com. And you can listen to past episodes. Um, you can find ways to rate, review, subscribe, donate, give uh, us money, which you guys really should do because we are in the process of trying to get some swag together. Actually, I was going to bring that up. I have a couple points to bring up. Okay, good. Uh, one, reviews really help people find us a yeah. lot. Uh, so, even if you don't like us, like, say something. For a limited time, if you leave us a review, 
I will give you a shout out on the show. We'll say something nice about you. Or not nice about you, but we'll talk about you. We'll lightly mock you. The worst we'll do is a light roast. Um, but yeah, if you leave us a review, uh, we'll give you a shout out on the show. That's pretty that's, cool, that's guys. Just so you guys know, we also hit 15,000 listens last month. So people hear this shit. Like, if we give you a shout out, people are going to find you. We'll say your Instagram name. So yeah, leave us a I review. Will promote, personally promote your Twitter handle. Just leave us a review. Yeah, 15,000 um, listens, guys. And speaking 15, of Twitter um, and Facebook, watch out for some merch-related polls that I'm going to be putting out because I want to know what the fuck you guys want to buy. Yeah, because we're not going to make a bunch of shit that you guys don't want because I don't need 18 of the same exact t-shirt because um, you guys didn't buy But there will be stickers. There will be stickers. There will be stickers. Probably t-shirts. Get Who knows? Nice, maybe some totes. Get a nice tote in there. Yeah, um, postcards. I'm I'm really really working on coming up with a teleportation butt magic shirt design that I can get behind. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Good uh, things are coming. And uh, yeah. All okay. Right. Anyway, I guess until the next time, yeah. which I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, um, we're still on the fence, but it's gonna be good, and you guys are gonna really fucking like it. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>